I'm just saying that's your bacon pasta garbage. That's what it is. Yeah, chicken saltamuga and all that kind of jazz. Oh wait, you said pork. Yeah, I don't know. You're, and pork. I mean, you can pork. do that too. Well, Listen, I, I don't the, care. The spicy pork. I'll give you spicy pork. <laughs> I wish you'd stop talking about it and start doing it. Well, welcome everybody to uh, the next episode of the Six A.M. Podcast. I believe we are in episode five of season two. I think that's correct. I believe so. Yeah, Mr. Right. Episode five, <laughs> season two. So, how was everybody's week this week? Uh, Galeno. Ah, I mean, it's a classic week, man. You know, lots of work, lots of play. We got after it. Oh, Did you? Really? Yeah. Do you are you feeling satisfied at the end of this week? Or well, I guess today's technically the beginning of the next week, but that we're recording. I'd say yeah. I mean, you know, there's always more you could do, but um, you know, one of the things I, I learned this week is having a good plan. And it's funny because like I, I knew this, and I think we go like in and out of of times where we're really good at planning, and then times where we're just winging it. And um, you you don't always realize you're winging it until you are. And you're like, why am I not succeeding? And, you know, and um, I kind of came to that conclusion yesterday. You know, I woke up with a really big plan. I had a list of everything that needed to get done. And I got through almost all of it. But, I mean, I did it all well. And, um, you know, so it was kind of a cool week for that, you know, just to kind of get my mind back on, you know, having a good plan starting the day off right. Yeah. How about you? My week was a a nightmare. It was, (laughs) yeah, it was a total nightmare. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Uh, I, my brand new computer, my, I just, for those, for our listeners, don't have any idea and doesn't actually matter is that I bought a, a brand new Power Mac and uh, a couple, like two months ago. And, uh, and I went full bore on this bad boy and it, it shit the brick, uh, this, uh, I guess on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It well, just, you were having problems with it not too long ago. You were saying something to the effect that it was. was. Yep. And the it, power it, up and everything was going exactly. haywire. Yep. That's exactly what happened. No, it was. It was. You couldn't. You couldn't put it on pause. Cause, I mean, if you like just put it to sleep, it was out. It would just rest. Right. It would just restart, and then it would get stuck in the restart cycle. And then mm-hmm. finally, what happened is I needed to update the operating system, and and then it uh, it shit the bed, and then it just would not like it would not get out of the restart screen. And I did everything that I'm supposed to do to make sure that that doesn't, you know, to, to test it and see what's going on and, um, you know, booting in safe mode and everything else. And it still didn't work. So finally I had to, uh, I had to go procure my old machine, which I'm on now, which old reliable works. And, uh, and I have to ship that bad boy back to Apple and, uh, Apple was good about it. They you know, were like, yeah, we'll send you the box. You can send it back and take about right now. It'll take about two weeks or so, uh, yeah. to get it back. But yeah. So I was like, God damn it. So. There you go. My was my that was my week, and then it was nothing but but work uh, and play, just like you. But uh, I, for whatever reason, everything I touched turned to shit. So that was my. Well, week. Hey, uh, do you, do you have a backup computer? Like, do you, do you have a yeah? Because I'm on your own business, you know. For everybody out there who may not know, you know, Beck is his. Uh, he is the man. He answers to. Mm-hmm. So um, so how do you handle that? Do you have a backup system? Super, super lucky. I uh, first of all, I do back up all my work all the time. So that's a that's a key note for all of you want to be entrepreneurs. Hey, stop pointing. Save early, uh, save often. Listen to me. This is your uncle Jeff speaking. Back up your work all the time. <laughs> back it up. 
In other words, don't not. Yeah, don't not back it up. I back it up. I back up my work on a pretty regular basis. Um, and so anyway, but beyond that, yeah, I had another machine. You know, I have my, I have my uh, older machine, which is still a perfectly great machine, and everything worked out fine. So it's lucky in that because otherwise I'd be sunk. I mean, yeah. what would I do? I don't know what I would do. So, but I didn't have to worry about it. So, you know, and funny, and funny you should bring this up because you had, you had uh, mentioned, you know, one of the things that you learned throughout the, this pandemic. And, um, you know, one of the things that I learned and have been learning is that I just don't get upset about shit as much as I used to. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, okay, well, this went wrong. No, not a big deal. We'll figure it out. You know, I've been a lot more patient with like, like little things that used to get on my nerves or would normally cause a, a major kerfluffle. And yeah. now, I now I don't give a shit. I mean, I can't, I give a shit, but it just it doesn't bother me, and it allows me to stay uh, clear in my mind and focused on the solution rather than the problem, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. What about you, Pat? Uh, it's actually funny that same thing happened to my computer. Actually, right at the start of the whole pandemic, uh, the same thing where it just got stuck in the restart screen and wouldn't actually boot up. And, uh, and I didn't even think to, it's not under any kind of warranty. It's really old anyway. So it was time to upgrade anyway, yeah. but yeah. I haven't thrown it away just in hopes that an Apple store will open. That's how low key that problem is, but it is nice <laughs> in the pandemic to have like a first world problem again. Yes. For that yeah. kind of thing of like, it's kind of nostalgic to be like, Oh man, this is such a bummer. Like we, we ordered my a second phone. computer broke. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we bought a, uh, a new bed and we ordered one of those ones that, you know, like you comes like rolled up in the thing and then like deflates and all this stuff or yeah. inflates by itself or whatever. And we got the whole, we, you know, this was by the way, the first, I think new piece of furniture I think we've ever bought. Really? You, you were you were hitting the last one a little too hard. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you can only you can only flip the things so many times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Kyle's mom and I have that same problem. Anyway, go ahead. Anybody that wants the bed, by the way, <laughs> it's for sale. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, no, I I was uh, we ordered like the the frame, uh, the the mattress, the uh, bed cover, mattress, you know, the sheets, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, the only thing that came was the mattress and kind of the same thing of like, Hey, I was just kind of like, where's the rest of my bed? And like, <laughs> whereas, like, whereas before I'd be like, where the fuck is it? Like I understand yeah. where it is. I, I get it. I would have gone way over the edge before, but in the sense of like, not the, you know, we already, we just took the old mattress off and kept this on the box spring. So we're fine. We don't, you know, we already have a frame. So right. Right. it's all, it's whatever. Even yeah. though we paid for all that other stuff and it's saying that it's shipped, hey, we know you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? yeah well, it, it kind of goes with that old adage where, like, it's always easier to take bad news when someone else has worse news, right? <laughs> like, like, in this scenario, uh, there's a lot that could happen, um, but at least you don't got the Wuhan. Exactly. Right. You know, it just keeps it in perspective. Could be worse. And you could know be people worse. that are affected by it directly and it ain't you, so... The yeah. shipping did say it was from Wuhan, though, the bed. It probably was. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. It's probably not the same one. I don't know either, but let me know if you need uh, Kyle's mom and I to come break that in. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle some magic on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll sprinkle whatever, you know, whatever you need there. Please, please don't sprinkle. We're, me, me and Dom are the only sprinkling 
we will sprinkle. Thank you. Look, I don't, I'm not judging. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> what, Pat? You're like a one, one sprinkle only house? Like, that's weird. Yeah. We're, the, we're, we're those weirdos. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, that's fine. If you change your mind, though, let me know. Oh, I will. Actually, I drive all the way across town just to take a leak on Beck's bed. I don't have a problem with it. And in fact, he's invited. He doesn't like to go to bed unless it's wet. How about that? It's just it is, the way it is. It's yeah. warm to start. It's always warm to start out. Yes, and it gets cold. Yeah, but if you're like if you're if you're like me, when you sleep, you like to sleep a little bit cooler. You know. Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, you flip your pillow every every once in a while. Yep. Yeah, I yep. get Kyle's mom's pillows. Sorry. Right. Right. Well, she doesn't actually have a pillow. I make her sleep on the floor. <laughs> well, that's respectful. <laughs> she, she, she's a refined lady. It's probably better for her back anyway. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's what I usually think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good, good, good. Listen, we've got a we got a pretty cool topic uh, for today, and we have some uh, we have some exciting stuff at the end of this podcast. Am I right, Galino? We got oh, some yeah. feedback on a right. uh, little survey that you did here on on Facebook of the week, and I really appreciate uh, everybody that participated in this. It was hilarious to read. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So we got a new segment coming up at the end. Um, you know, just kind of talking about some uh, some memories. You know, yeah. just catching up with old friends through stories. So, uh, you know, stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah. And it really, it really did, like, inspire this topic today. You know, we start, to, we start thinking about, like, you know, and, and part of this started because we, we did a podcast here two episodes ago that was, the question was, why jiu-jitsu? So this topic, you know, why jiu-jitsu, you know, I, I, we, I personally didn't answer it that well in the, during the podcast. So I've been thinking a lot about it. Like, what is it about jiu-jitsu and so on and so forth? But one of the things that, that occurred to me, and this was inspired by like a lot of the responses that we got from our 6am crew. So shout out to 6am is that like when we started, when you put that post up Galino asking about, give us your favorite, you know, Jeff and Jeff memory, you know, 6am class, whatever it is. And uh, you know, it, it made me just miss them a lot. Right. And I recognize that like that the, that my jujitsu crew is the family that I choose. And that's, you know, that's what we want to talk about today you know, the family that we choose. And, and for those of you that don't participate in jujitsu, it may be something else that you've, that you've, uh, you know, connected with other people with in jujitsu. And for those that, that don't participate in jujitsu, it's, and we've talked about this before too, it's very cult-like. We just accept that it is. And it's maybe because it is, so, it is so insular. It's one of those things that like, you have to do it to understand it and you have to, but once you do, everybody has this camaraderie. They have this, this, this fundamental understanding about uh, about combat sports, um, about being you know working in a in a fashion. Here's a, here's a weird thing. Are you ready for this one, guys? And I know everybody on this podcast that does jujitsu has thought about this, and I'm just going to put it out there. Did you ever think to yourself that why you're being choked out, like with a rear naked choke or something like that, that the person behind you, you they don't have to let go when you tap. They could they could kill you. That person just could kill you if they wanted to, and there would be nothing you can do about it. And isn't that weird? Yeah. But everybody lets go because you tap and they let go. And here's the funny thing is that this builds this really weird bond, this really weird trust. Trust, yeah. Yeah, that you just don't have um, with every person you run to, even like even the people that you're super close with or you have, you know, a tight friendship or bond with. Um, it's just not the same thing as these people that like, even though I may not be personally connected to you friendship wise at the gym, cause there's a lot of people in our gym and I don't know everybody personally, but like I have a, an inherent trust in that person because they are part of my family. They're, they're the family, they're part of my jujitsu family. 
and the family that I choose versus the family that I'm that I'm born into. And so that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. Yeah. So so when you talk about family, you know, so you know, let's rewind to like I think it was 36 episodes ago when you said you got rid of all your friends because yes. you made them family. Right. And no, 37 episodes. Sorry. Um, Correct. It's more accurate. But you, you made a conscious choice to um, to take people and move them from one category to the other. So you know, maybe define family for us. Yeah. So for me, for me specifically, I'd say it's as Galino had mentioned. If you haven't heard that podcast, like at one point, I'd made a decision that that I was getting rid of all my friends. And then I would only have family. And that was only because like I knew for me, my nuclear family, for, for those of our listeners that don't know me personally, know that I keep my nuclear family very, very close to me. There, there's not a single thing that I wouldn't do for any of them. And, uh, and that includes my wife and my children. And, uh, and that those, for those guys, like, like I recognize that even though something's a pain in the ass or, or I really don't feel like doing it, that ultimately I'll do it because it benefits them or makes them happy. Right. You mean like coming to the hospital at like one in the morning? Oh, maybe you know something about this. <laughs> yeah, when the scaries come out. <laughs> Pat, I mean, it was like, it was literally one in the morning and um, I'm like, I don't know anybody's going to be up. And I remember I, I called back and like, uh, you know, the, the scaries are coming out. I need you to come over here. He's like, all right, I'm on my way. <laughs> right. Right. Because for the family, you would do anything. And, and when you say that, you mean it. Even if you're like, it's such a pain in the ass, it doesn't matter because you're going to do it anyway. So I decided that like, so if, for the relationships that I want to build and, and the future that I want to have, it's based on, on that, that concept of family. So for me, it's like if, I, if I'm spending that time with you, that means I'm considering you, this is family time, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's important because that was one of the things that I would say, like, if I chose not to go out or hang out with my friends or whatever, I'd say, well, I'm going to have family time tonight or whatever. And, you know, and it was, and it was kind of weird because like that, that separation meant that like, like that what I was saying in effect was I don't, I don't care enough about you. You know, and, and I don't want to paint that as weird. Like, I might, again, my nuclear family will always, like, that takes precedence as a priority. But I think that when you spend time with people, they should be the priority. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I'm on the mat with you, at that moment, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about you and that role at that time. My students are the same way. Um, and and it's, it's really, really apparent during, you know, teaching in jiu-jitsu. And Galeno, I know you, you share uh, a similar vision for that. Well, you know, I, I, I had this thought, you know, a while back, I think we touched on it on a previous podcast, but um, it, it's the idea around um, loyalty and family um, yeah. and, and almost a sense of duty. And, you know, I, I apologize that some of the stuff gets so heavy, but, but you really got to stop and think about, um, you know, your teachers or your rolling partners or people you're teaching, you know, when you when they show up all the time and give to you, right? They give you their time, they give you their attention or they give you their knowledge. All these things that, that they have taken of theirs and they've given to you. And some people are just so quick to quit. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it bothers me because I don't want to say you owe them, but you do have a duty to them. You know, you have a duty to show up and, and be their teammate you know, when you quit, you've taken away everything that they've given to you and you've balled it up and thrown it over your shoulder. Right. Right. And so that, you know, like me, I'm, I'm still suffering from this knee injury. I'll be back. 
Yeah, yeah. at some capacity, I'll be back. Um, but it's not because I love jujitsu so much that I can't stay away ever. <laughs> a lot more of it is that, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys my size rolling. There's not a whole lot of people that, you know, are willing to show up at six in the morning. You know, there's a lot of reasons that like I need to reciprocate what those people have been giving to me all this time. Right. And so when I think about like, you know, will I ever go back? The answer is yes. To what capacity? I don't know. But the answer is yes. I'll be back because I, I, I don't owe you. It's my duty to you. Right, right, right. And, and to be fair, you'll give them 100% of whatever it is that you have, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to take that one step further, you know, you talk about the, the family you choose, you know, again, you know, that's a conscious choice. Obviously, you can walk away from the sport, from the school, whatever. We've had people leave and go to other schools. Sure. I'm not mad at you, whatever, but there is, you know, there's a, so you guys have visited other schools, right? And you go in there and you are immediately aware that you're not, you're not part of that family. You're not part of that crew, right? (laughs) You're not part of it. So if you come and you train with me and then you go across the river, like we don't have jujitsu in common anymore. Like we don't. And I know we can get online and have conversations, even this podcast will reach out to people in other schools. That's more of like, you know, this platform carrying that, but you come into our school, we'll welcome you and all, but it's going to be a while before you become family. You know, you choose to stay with us. You choose to dwell instead, you know? Well, you know, I look at it like this. It's more like you're, uh, you're, it's more like you're a distant relative, you know, that we just haven't spent enough time with. Like you are, you are legitimately part of the jujitsu family, which we, you know, we share this, we share this bizarre understanding and bond. Yeah. That I think more readily, more quickly. And that's one of the things I want to talk about that I find is interesting is that I find it much easier to make close personal friends with, with uh, other jujitsu practitioners than any, in any other capacity. Um, and maybe that's because there is like a, a platform, like there's a, there's a base understanding of where each other's coming from, you know, right out the gate. So we can just, we can get to like, I'll give you, okay. I'll give you a perfect example is that when I was trying to hook up with Kyle's mom, it took a long time to get her to give it up. You know, a lot yeah. of foreplay, a lot of foreplay. With jujitsu, I can just skip the foreplay, you know? We just get right to the choking. That's right. And we just get right down to the choking. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because I, because, and I think too, like, and, and, uh, and Pat, like, jump in in this, in this, you know, you're awful quiet over there. Is that here's something that I think is interesting is that, you know, we know, like, psychologically, in order to form really strong bonds with individuals, you need to be vulnerable. And jujitsu doesn't give you an option. You are vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no, there's no kind of, it's not like a social thing. You have either you're going to, be, you, your skill or you're better uh, uh, at jujitsu than the other person or they are better prepared than you or whatever. It's their day, it's your day, whatever it is. But either way, like, I feel like, I do feel like there is a bigger, more unified jujitsu family but you're not going to just automatically find uh, that in every single gym. But like you may right. find it. And usually with the instructor, I think usually, cause usually with somebody that's a little bit more older, more experienced in, in my personal experience, at least all the, the people there that were training were very competitive, but at least the, the trainer was just like, Hey, yeah, the him and his wife were very nice. And if it did feel like 
our 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 vibes you know what i mean like that kind of same yeah the same kind of it was there were there was very precise technique and instruction but it was also do you know what i mean like there's still that feeling but i feel like there's ultimately there's a base the the bare minimum social contract with everybody in in jujitsu if anything maybe maybe not family but at least a bare minimum social contract i'm not gonna kill you yeah, and I think that's true. I think that's true. And I think, too, that like the, the instructor or instructors um, play a vital role in that because just like any other family, there, there is a, a hierarchy. You know, you have, the, you have the parents and then the children and, and so on and so forth, and then their friendships and relationships and, and all that stuff sort of blends together. And when you go to, when you go to another uh, school for jiu-jitsu, a lot of the students look to the instructor to say whether or not this person's cool or not, right? You know, is this somebody that we want to get along with? Is this somebody that we want to spend our time with? And if the instructor's cool, then generally speaking, the students will follow suit, you know, unless you're a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally was. I, 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 did, <laughs> I did spit on their mat. I, was, I walked across on my shoes. That was smart. Yeah. That was a real good idea. Yeah. And you looked up and go, Psh. Yeah. Well, um, Where'd you, you buy you that black belt? So you know what I think is funny about the concept of uh, you know the jujitsu family, right? Especially within a gym, you know, a, a small subset of the jujitsu family in your gym, right? Yeah. Everybody fills like a familial role, right? Like you got the rich uncle who buys like a thousand different geese. <laughs> you got dad who collects rents and you know makes sure that you know people are are following rules. Then you got like. You got that. Here's all the complaints. Awesome sister. You've got like, it's all over the place, but there's one that drives me insane is the mean older brother who like, doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Leave me alone, dude. You're so stupid. Yeah. It, like when that. You, there, every gym up? has one. <laughs> What's that? When are you going to grow up Galino? <laughs> and then, and then your, and then your, then your father figures like, can't you be more like your brother? Yeah. Yeah, they're over like over over in a corner, like Granby rolling and everything, like showing off all their like soloing drills. <laughs> You're like, I hate you. <laughs> there, I, will, I will say there have been people that I've rolled with that definitely I feel like wanted to kill me. Like there was definitely like afterwards, I'm like, if we if this was outside, like you would have you would have finished that. Well, that's yeah. your weird cousin who likes to start fires in the backyard. Yeah, right. Like he he's the one who doesn't realize that like everybody's here practicing, and he thinks he's in a real fight. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's 18 and you're 13, but he's like, who cares? I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to weed anyway. Yeah, so yeah. let's go smoke a bowl. <laughs> and you got like the little brother hasn't taken a bath in three weeks. <laughs> refuses to clean his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, you know, like I wanted to say like, that that's the funny thing is that, is that that kind of those types of interactions are a lot like either like the, either like the bizarre cousin that you see once a year mm-hmm. or it's sibling rivalry, right? That you, you like, you hold this, this uh, sort of resentment for that person because you, you know, you're like, they'll be fine. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is that we do literally abuse each other, you know, physically uh, and even verbally, like we like to spar, you know, that way too. But did you ever notice that like with families, sometimes you, you let those types of things loose because you take it for granted that they'll, they'll love you anyway. Yeah. Right. Right, right. All of your, all of your warts, all the problems that you have, your idiosyncrasies, all the little things that, that, you know, annoy the shit out of everybody, they'll, they'll love you anyway. Even right. if you, you know, even if you just 
if that's how you behave. Then your family's a lot like that, you know? They put up with it, they deal with it, they make it part of their own sort of like, sort of their own life, you know? It becomes, comes back at you, you know? At least with our students, it does. They're, they're, they're terrible, they don't let anything go. <laughs> flip up, man, it's a lifetime of abuse from whatever you <laughs> fucked up on. <laughs> don't fuck up. Yeah, yeah, don't fuck up, because you're gonna pay for it forever. Yeah. Well, especially if you if you screw up something like um, you know, like not letting go when somebody taps, or you know, you, you do oh, an illegal not. move, or you know, whatever that is, like those things, like automatically tell everybody else in the gym that you don't care about your family. That's you right. Would, you would turn your back on your family as fast as you would an enemy. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, why that's why those things like get everybody so angry. Like when you screw up, like some common etiquette things, like you know. If you like blow a snot rocket on the uh, on the mats and just walk away, like everybody's gonna be like, you know, this guy's out. Like yeah. you don't get too many passes on stuff. That's right. That's right. It's funny that you bring that up because you know it's one of the things as like as an instructor, you know, you're you're, and I think that this is true for for most instructors that you're in a position where like you know you have a problem and you have to deal with the problem diplomatically. You 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 need to you need to make sure it's handled and taken care of, but you're not really like trying to blow things out of proportion or make things worse than they really are. Even though personally, you know, we see that there's an issue and you and I, Galeno, for instance, will talk about it in private or talk about it with the other instructors at the gym and we can say whatever we want. But to our students, you know, our other our other family, we're like, it's fine. We're going to take care of it, you know. And uh, it's funny that you bring that up because there's certainly there are, there are family members in, in everybody's family where they're just ostracized because of their behavior and things that they do. And it, just because you're related by blood doesn't mean you have to love them. And those rules, those rules, man, once they're broken, everybody knows it. That guy's gone. That guy's gone. And it's only a matter of time. You know? Yeah, it's it's funny because this, this family is a lot like, um, you know, like the Bloods and the Crips or the Mafia, right? Like it's fight in, fight out, right? Yeah. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you earn your way in. Here's the thing. So, you know, a little secret behind the scene with, with the Jeff and Jeff class in the morning, right? Like you come in, you're immediately accepted. It's yours to lose, right? Right, exactly. Right, that's our friends and family pass. That's what we talk about, right? Yeah, but don't get it wrong. Like the entire time while you are um, given that like free pass in, like be part of us. We love you. Just come on in, respect the rules. You don't do that. Then, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, you start getting under the microscope and right. So, so families are like that too, right? Like, like when, you know, one member of your family, your, your nuclear family screws up and everybody starts feeling the effects of that and everybody starts making the connection then you get pushed out of the fold until you're ready to to get it straight and come back in. That's right, but and that's but, on on your terms. But that's right, and but you're given the opportunity, and that's the thing. So this gets yeah. you the same way. It's like, look, we've all made mistakes. We've all made tragic mistakes during rolling. We've uh, we've pushed a little too hard. We've accidentally hurt somebody. We've you know we broke the rules in some way. And your family, as always, is willing to accept that like those mistakes happen. As soon as you're willing to take responsibility for it, they'll let you back on the mat, no questions asked. Yeah. They will give you grief for it for the rest of your life, just like your your regular family will. You know, they'll never forget it, and you'll get grief for it. But they will accept you back, no problem. But you're right, and if you're not willing to accept it, and you're and you want to blame it on somebody else, sayonara, sucker. Yeah, you're out. You're out. So, Pat, let me ask you a question. Um, so, 
because you're the newest of the three of us, mm-hmm. um, and you probably remember it more vividly, what, how long would you say it took, or what did it feel like when you came in to become part of the family? Was there a specific time you noticed that, that you were kind of accepted in, as opposed to, you know, you felt like this was your spot, and now you're like, like if somebody else came in, you'd be like, hey, they're not part of the family, or did you feel like I'm still not part of it? Like, how, how did that work for you? Uh, to be honest, I, I, like there's some there's some aspects of it like where I don't feel, not, and this is not saying a- anything. I, there's just a lot of times like I don't feel like I'm as accepted it, like yet. Like from you guys, I, I feel accepted. <clears throat> I can't tell exactly. I, I don't think <clears throat> I'm completely there yet. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I don't know if I've exa- I got the stamp. I feel like I have the form filled out and everything. I'm just waiting for it to get notarized. And because I feel like there's a lot of things that I, that I'm, I'm not good at, like as far as being a friend, like, like going out and doing stuff like that. But as far as when it actually, when I started to feel accepted, I feel like was when people started like remembering my name, you know what I mean? Like when people started saying like, Hey, you know, or, or like said like, Hey, I I didn't see you there or, or talk to me after a role or anything like that's the part of it is like, like before it feels like it's so it's so scary. I will. I do remember that how scared I was to start, and and honestly, the first class I did was a uh, like a, a a five p.m. class, and and it was much different. It was like judo and stuff like that. That was weird. I didn't feel. I didn't feel. I did, <laughs> that was like. Wait, what was what was this again? <laughs> and when I came to six a.m., I was. It was immediately. I felt more comfortable. But like, so as far as like that, like the family part of it, like I felt almost immediately, like that part of like where I felt like at ease there. I felt well, like- you know, there's, there's something to be said too on that, um, you know, that our school works together to, to bring people in to, for what fits for them. You know, I, I still remember when uh, Beck and I got the text that, you know, there was going to be a, a Pat coming in in the morning. And so keep your eye out for him, that kind of thing. You know, it's so, I don't remember if that was, was, um, Muskin or if it was you or if Muskin came first and you he brought you or vice versa I can't remember but yeah I um, think it may have been him or it may have been both of us on the same day I can't remember if he came yeah. to a morning class before me but it was it was definitely it was yeah it was, but I remember that and you know that's 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 one of the unique things about where we go is that you know there's a lot of interaction going on you know inside the gym making sure that everybody's fine in their niche so yeah that's cool. yeah and, yeah. and that's, and that's the, that's the part of it. Like, and I'm, and I don't, I don't mean to say that, like I was saying before, like, I, I don't feel not welcomed. I don't not feel part of the family. I, it's just one of those, like, uh, as far as like, uh, like, I, I feel like I don't, you know, like going out for coffee, doing stuff like that kind of things. Like there's things like that, that are like those things I don't normally do anyway, because I do a lot of my work in the morning. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's a lot of stuff like that, that like, that's the stuff that we do that like, I don't think I've ever done in any other place. Like I've never done that at like a job. I've never really done that. Like where we go do stuff after the thing we just all did together. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, do you want to go hang out? Like we just, we just hung out. What are you talking about? But I get it. I think that's like a necessity, right? Like, and this is part of understanding the jujitsu lifestyle that you do jujitsu so much that you end up not having any friends except for people at the gym. And you're like, exactly. well, what am I going to do tonight? You guys right. going out? <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing is I didn't get it. What? 
I said, can we go talk about jujitsu? I mean, we just did jujitsu. Let's go out to eat and talk about jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost choked me out just now. Let's let's go get some coffee and talk about it. <laughs> well, you so know, Jeff, do you remember about you like the time that you came into you know this gym um, or any other gym? You know, like kind of when that that switched for you? Yeah, you know, I think it's funny because I, I've told this story before. Is that when I when I came, you know, I had some I had some grappling experience and. Uh, you know, some amateur mixed martial arts experience, you know, like I think about six years or so of experience, you know, when I came to Harrisburg and I met with, with Dave and Chan, like on a, like a Monday evening or whatever before class and just got the lay of the land or whatever. And I, you know, I totally got the vibe that like Dave didn't like me at all, you know? Um, And, you know, the funny thing was, is that that point in my, you know, I think that experience and and perspective, you know, helps with these types of things. Like I'd already gotten my face punched in so many times that like, I wasn't like, I wasn't intimidated by the fact that Dave didn't like me. I was disappointed. You know, I was like, Oh, well maybe just, you know, maybe I just don't vibe with him. Chan and I got along really well. Um, And as it turns out, by the way, I I won't spoil it. Well, I guess I will spoil it. As it turns out that it wasn't the case at all. Dave and I get along really well. And, and I, and I love Dave um, for a variety of reasons. But, um, but I got, I just got that, that vibe in the beginning that he just didn't like me. And so I sort of felt like I was on my own. So when I showed up at class and by the way, I will say this, even when I started, um, which was, you know, going on seven years ago, when I started at Harrisburg, um, it was not as big as it is now, but it was huge compared to any place I'd ever been. And the first person to be nice to me was Sean Raber. And I was terrified of him. Um, because he was a brown belt, he looked mean, uh, he was in great shape, he's a great grappler, and he was super, super nice to me. So really, like, the, and I think that was probably, like, my third class in or something like that. It was, it was easily within my first week, you know, that I was at Harrisburg. Uh, Sean and I rolled together, and he was really, really nice. And after that, it was Eric DeAngelis, and then everybody else started talking to me. And then, so it didn't take long before I felt like I was part of the, part of the crew, but... Yeah, and here, here's what I would say to you, Pat, you know, and, and to a lot of other people out there, um, that even if you don't feel like you belong, um, a lot of other people feel the same way too, you know, and and I think what you need to ask yourself is this, is that would anybody notice if you didn't come back, right? Okay, yeah. And, um, you know, that that answering that question will give you the answer to, are you part of that family? Because you know, if you didn't show up again, not only would Musk notice, I would notice, Jeff would notice. And then, you know, that, that crowd gets bigger and bigger as you become a staple in their life, right? Like you come down out of your bedroom, you go to pour a cup of coffee and there's like the same five people sitting around every day. You don't come down from your bedroom one day and everyone's like, well, where'd they go? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same way it works in that family, it works in this one. You know, if you don't show up, people are going to notice. And, and that- I'm sorry, Pat, go ahead. Well, no, that's, that's the thing is it, it jujitsu has taught me so much and helped me like, it, like, uh, overcome a lot of things, but social anxiety is the thing that is, it's so weird that like the thing I find weirdest about jujitsu is like shaking hands at the beginning is like that the social, like the kind of like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? I'm Pat. How's, what you do this week? Like, do I start a conversation every time? And I'm like, cause I don't know. It's just grab, just grapple Pat. They know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's awkward. Like that is, that's the most awkward part of it is not the actual, like, Oh, I'm going to try to break your arm or, 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 you know, wring your neck. Even if they're super strong, I'm, 
Matt is one of the, the, the strong, he's like a solid piece of metal to try to move. Do you know what I mean? Like Matt, Matt uh, from, from class. Oh yeah. Like he's, he's like granite. It's nuts. But like, and he could absolutely kill me, but I, I, I don't feel I'm not like, I'm not scared. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not scared of him in that sense. And I think that goes back to that kind of family sense of it. I don't know his last name. I don't know a lot about him, but I feel like I know him enough, but it's still meeting new people is the thing that I, I find the most awkward. Yeah. I was going to speak to that too. And that, again, that was like, and that was to the, you know, Dave's credit. Or I give the story where I, I felt like Dave didn't like me, but here's the thing about jujitsu that I think is, that I think is true of most families. And that is, you know, the, this is a crew of people that you're, that you're coming into that are legit. They're legit people. They've, they've, uh, they've, you know, proven their metal, so to speak in the, on the mats and, and, uh, and they've given what they've given. And when you're a new person, you come in, they want to make sure that you're that guy too, or that gal. And, uh, and there are plenty of folks who are not, and we've seen them, you know, uh, we've seen them come and go. And so they're not willing or interested in giving them your, you know, full attention or admiration or any of that other stuff until you prove it, until you show up. Right. You're right? And they're not talking about being a great grappler or, you know, whatever. They're just talking about you showing up. Right. So you say you're going to show up. They say, great. I'll yeah. see you Right. And then when you show up and then you show up again and then you show up again. And maybe even more importantly, when they see you catching a beating and then you show up again, then then you've you've won their affection. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, uh, what you were saying, it reminds me of uh, uh, a meme that I saw. They've got this, like, they've got this, like, total millennial, like, hipster dude with, like, shades on, and he's riding on a little scooter, and, you know, he, he's got, like, he just has, like, this button-down shirt on, and and you know, he's, he's kind of skinny and whatever. I'll, I'll pop it up at the end here, but, um, but it says, you know, th this is the guy who completely wrecks you on the mats. Right? <laughs> and, and it's funny because it's true. A lot of people who do jujitsu, um, weren't necessarily the accepted people in traditional sports, right? Yeah. Like we don't have a whole lot of people like there's, there's tales of these people that, you know, were a professional football player or whatever. And they came over and did that. But a lot of it, a lot of the really good guys that you find were like these dudes that like, you would kind of laugh at if they even stepped the foot onto the football field. You'd be right. like, yeah, I don't think so. But this guy will wreck your world on That's the right. mats. That's right. He would kill you. That's right. And, and it's like they've, they've earned their medal in a, in, in that space where I think a lot of times outside of our world in the mats, you know, we may not feel adequate enough. We, we may, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, the quote unquote freaks, geeks and weirdos, right? Like, like we're just a conglomerate of all kinds of different people that came together and none of that matters. It's how good you can choke people out. That That's matters. Right. That's right. And if you can prove that it doesn't matter. I mean, you can have, you know, blue hair, you could have, you know, you know, five eyes. I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. If you show your stripes on the mat, then you're respected. I, I, just let it be known. If there's anybody with five eyes, I'm, I may pass you up on the mat. I may not, uh, <laughs> I may, I may wait for your, uh, you know, just in case. Well, Pat, what about two penises? 
I don't think I would know about that unless that came up, which it probably would, <laughs> knowing <laughs> the, the conversations we have in the locker room. But it doesn't have to. <laughs> hey, man, you got two penises? It doesn't have to come up. Accepted. I'm just asking. Why? Uh, yes, okay. I do. <laughs> I think I would. I would want his autograph. I think just like. <laughs> are you no, but it's totally true. You know, we are like. We are the freaks, the geeks, and the romantics, man. I mean, we're the we're the we're the outcasts of of everything. And then, you know, what's funny about that is that I think that there's there's a lot of those, especially like the guys and gals that you're talking about that were professional athletes at one point, and you know, sort of that that time period has passed for them. And and we find a lot of those folks too that come aboard to jujitsu because that is the place where, you know, and I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries, but you know, if you want to find out if you are legit and you've got what it takes, jujitsu is it. You know, there isn't anything else. Jujitsu is it. Jujitsu is the place where you're going to find out, like, whether or not you're any good at fighting. Jujitsu is the place to find out whether you can handle, you know, uh, yourself under pressure. And, uh, and it, you know, all, all of your, a lot of people's fears and anxieties come through in jujitsu because you don't have a choice and you have to deal with it. And I just can't think of another place where that exists outside of like, you know, uh, you know, actual combat, uh, where, where, for that, where that happens in, in regular civilian life. It just doesn't. And it happens in every class. It happens in every class. You just don't have a choice. And yes. so we find out real quick what you're made of as a human being, you know? So, yeah. And, and you can be anything you want to be. You show, you show your, your medal on the mats and, and you get respect, but unless it offends, people's senses yeah. if you smell bad doesn't matter how good you are no yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, don't care you can be i was it. gonna say the freaks geeks and weirdos usually don't smell too great oh yeah well you know mm. that's actually that's a lot and that's funny too i have found a, a couple correlations and it is uh it is the the fact that there are a lot of people that you would normally see at shows growing up like a lot of times there's a lot of people that we similar taste in music and and things like there are some crossover uh interests but it's jujitsu all the way but this leads me to my my thought on the the whole family you choose because what happens when the family you choose and the family you have cross paths sometimes it doesn't always work out great <laughs> sometimes it's uh sometimes i always feel like this is a topic for another podcast <laughs> well, it's, it's it's sometimes it's like it feels like sometimes you you're bringing a spouse to a work party do you know what i mean like if you oh if yeah you bring, if you bring a if you bring a spouse to a jujitsu event yeah. a lot of times it's i mean that's all we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about it really excited and everybody's going to try to convince you to do jujitsu that she learned that early on yeah everybody's going to try to talk you into it yeah and, I think uh, <laughs> this is this brought up a funny story I wanted to uh, tell you guys. Uh, recently, I got a, a text from Musk, and we've been keeping up with each other. He's been bringing me big bag pizzas, and I've been accepting them. And uh, <laughs> we've also just been doing your part. Yeah, just doing my part, just trying to help out. He was also going to bring us some Nashville hot chicken, but I we already had Bon Me coming, so um, and that's so not the fuck him. Yeah. That's not the story. He he, he texts me with a dilemma. Okay. <laughs> He texted me and uh, he said, uh, this was the other day. He said, uh, he said to me that, um, you know, like how, because a lot of times he's in the Facebook group, you meet people at jujitsu. So you friend them on Facebook or something like that. And then a lot of times 
people that you know will also get suggestions. Say, you should, you know this person. You should, you, hey, this guy knows him. You should, you guys, you guys are friends, right? You should know him too. Yeah. And uh, Toby showed up on Pat's wife's page. Toby, yeah. Toby Peters. Yeah. And uh, he tried, to, he, he, <laughs> he texted me and said, uh, <laughs> he's tried, he tried to figure <laughs> out, hold on, I gotta find it right here real, real quick. He's trying to figure out uh, how to explain uh, Toby to his wife. Oh, oh that's okay. easy. How do I explain Toby to, to, to where it makes sense? What? Yeah, please. All right, Muskin, listen, here's what you do, buddy. Look directly into the mirror here, or in the, into the camera. All right. Tell her this is a guy who has mandatory no shirt time every day. That's what I said. I said, I said, this guy has a, has a correlation. I just, I just explain his shirt scale, just the, the shirt, either no shirt or three shirts. Right. I believe it is. There's one hour flex time every day. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And we know it. That's what I'm saying is like, that's why he had the dilemma of like, how do I, and that's how we put it. It's like, I, I want, that's why I wanted to look up. I, I couldn't remember how we put it, but it was, how do I explain Toby to, to Carrie essentially was, a, it was how we put it. And I was like, well, uh, I don't know. And I, I actually said, give him the shirt scale. Say, and then, and then she won't ask any more questions. <laughs> Listen, you know, guys, I tell you this, uh, this is, again, this is your uncle Jeff speaking and I'll give you some, I'll give you some worldly advice here. And that is whenever you're faced with a, an impossible situation, there is a phrase that you can use that gets you out of every, every pickle. And it goes like this, noted without comment. There you go. Got it. <laughs> so a, this is a perfect time to kick off our new segment. <laughs> That's right. You will have to get in. We'll have to get into like what happens when your when your actual family and your jujitsu family collide? That's a whole other podcast. That is write that, write that down, Pat. Don't let us forget it. it. That's a good one. So our next our new segment. So the new segment is going to be called the family photo album. All right. So since we can't all be together, let's just have a little uh, little story time. And uh, while I pull this up, um, what what we're going to do is. I'll start the memory and then you go ahead and add color to it. Okay. All right. Cause yeah. this is how people remember it. Now you tell them how you remember it. All right? Yeah. Well, we'll say this. So that we'll preface this for those, for those of our listeners that don't know is that Galino put out a, a Facebook post to our 6am crew, uh, which is everybody, please, you know, feel, feel free to join us uh, as 6amers or the 6am podcast. There's a, you can find us in a variety of places on Facebook um, and, uh, and join our crew. We'll be welcomed until you fuck up and then we'll get rid of you. And, uh, and we probably won't even get rid of you then because you add some sort of, uh, texture to our, some sort of value. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, the, the question was, was for our students and, and our jujitsu partners to give us a, a memory, uh, your fondest memory of, of dealing with the two of us. Uh, who are a bunch of knuckleheads on the mats. So here we go. Well, it's, it's, fun, it's funny you say that, too, because most of these stories involved Toby. <laughs> so, it, became like, it became evident that we should have made this post about Toby. <laughs> <laughs> when he even says that later on, he's like, oh, feel free to, to, to do that. And I'm like, I feel like we already did. Yeah, I, so, right, so here I, we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, kick, I'll kick off with this one. The next up is for you, Beck, Kelly Thompson. Jeff and Chris somehow succeeded in convincing Toby that her mom is in her early 30s. 
That's right. Before you get there, I was telling my dad a story about Toby uh, the other day. And um, because he was asking me about, you know, what if people smell on the mats? And I'm like, well, it's not always like a bad smell, right? Like, it's not always like, you know, they smell so bad that everybody wants to be around them or that they're like not clean. That's not, that, that's not it at all. Toby's a very clean person. But I remember this time where I rolled with Toby and I'm like, what is that, right? I not where you're going with this. I know what this is. And then, so he, he goes and rolls with Beck and Beck makes eye contact with me like, good Christ. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I watch around the room and everybody's kind of having the same. And so afterwards, I'm like, Toby, hey, you smell pretty rough. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's because I decided for one week to only eat garlic and and, and drink vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> he smelled like garlic yeah. so bad yeah. that, like, it was like he had this cloud around him. And yeah. it was for health. I mean, I know he was doing it to be healthy, but... But um, it, well, it, it fucking worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucking worked. He, he's he like, I mean, he had like garlic eking out of his pores. I mean, it was just like <laughs> as actually, soon as he started sweating, it was like I was in some sort of Italian pizzeria. That's, oh. actually, that's a, one of the current uh, cures, actually, right now for the coronavirus to make sure that everyone's socially distant. It's just yeah, it works. The garlic, it works. Well, he, and Toby, he didn't get any credit. And he's got a lot of vision. Correctly, I don't believe. And it's, I mean, I would be, I would be, uh, I would be shocked if I was wrong about this, that he did not get attacked by any vampires either. No, I mean, I didn't see any holes on his neck. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love that one. So, uh, Beck, Kelly Thompson, what is it? Yeah. So this, uh, so it was just, you know, one of these, like every now and again, you know, well, always after class, we'll have a couple of people that are hanging out, talking, whatever, shooting the shit. And, uh, Kelly and I got into some sort of conversation about her, about her mom and Toby only heard part of the conversation. And, uh, and then it, you know, I, I can't help myself, but take advantage of these situations in which whatever you thought you heard is going to be confirmed, um, with, with the, the utmost sincerity. And uh, that conversation, uh, by the way, I have to give Kelly the most credit for this because I don't always have the best partner for these. So when I'm like giving out, like the doling out this most sincere information that is completely hundred percent true, you know, my partner partner will always like back me up on this claim. However, Kelly really stepped up to the plate on this one. And it, it took me all of 30 seconds to have Toby convinced that Kelly's mom was in her thirties and was going to be joining us at the 6am, you know, jujitsu class, you know, the next week. And, uh, and then I actually had to stop the conversation and let him know that I was full of shit and I was just kidding. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh man. So, um, Pat, yeah. I want you to come up with, uh, with one that you remember here, but in the meantime, um, let's, let's tell the story when, uh, when Beck was teaching and this one was great. Um, he, he had some, some, you know, technique he was teaching and, um, and he singled out Durbin, right? Stacy Durbin, who, by the way, is a top pressure savage and she's brutal with the shoulder pressure and, you know, and, and so I'm the, the, the story was, but he basically ended up telling Durbin that she's, she's strong enough for a man 
but pH balance for women. That's right. Yeah. So, well, actually, the, yeah. The story that the story that came from well, I mean, your, your description of Durbin is perfect. And uh, and uh, you know, so Stacy Durbin's one of our students. I call her Durbin. That's you know my affection. Damn it, Durbin. God damn it, Durbin. So she she is a uh, yeah she's a killing machine. But anyway, uh, she was due for a stripe on her on her blue belt, and it just occurred to me that she was strong enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. Because she's uh, she's always a lady, but she'll rip uh, your arms off and beat you with them. So there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I think, awesome. I think my favorite thing uh, I think was when Kyle's mom hearing about Kyle's mom at first without knowing the origin of Kyle's mom. <laughs> I think that was like, I don't remember exactly what, like, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember like you guys were, you guys just went off, we're going off. And I, first of all, and also I didn't know everybody's name at the time too. So I was like, is Kyle, is Kyle here? Are they talking? <laughs> like, what is it? Like, cause it's been so cool up until this point, but like this one guy, they're like, fuck Kyle. You know what I mean, <laughs> that was like one of those things of like I, but like I was like I'm into it. I, yeah. in, I, I immediately was like, yeah, fuck Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but the scary part is Kyle wreck you. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, but to be mean, fair, yeah. Pat, yeah. No, see, to be fair, everything that you heard about Kyle's mom, we did in front of Kyle when he was there. Anyway, right? Exactly. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> clarify. Don't worry. Everything. That's when I realized. I, like, well, that's when I realized. Okay, so this is a this is a joke. Like, okay, so it's a joke at least. <laughs> also, like one of those things of like, so, so what was the actual, uh, for, for people that may not know, what was the actual origin? Was it just one of those things of like, is it a, a specific? Well, well, yeah, I mean, the origin was a, was a long night of drinking. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that's, this is how history and babies are made. <laughs> yeah, Pat, you know, tip that glass up again. You'll understand. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of that going on. Right and now. to be fair, Kyle is a ball buster too. Oh yeah, so, that's what I figured. So he didn't. He he never he never took without doling out, or he never got doled out what he he was owed. So that's right. That's right. Um, what you give is what you get, Kyle. So he yeah, he he always knew it was coming, and he actually was one of the greatest banters. You were talking about a brown belt in judo, uh, purple belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu. Like the guy was was legit. So you you have to understand, like he it's not someone you would just like mess with because you didn't care. Like he, he was always part of the fun. And, yeah, we do, we do, do miss have, him. I do have one more favorite memory of, of just Jeff Beck. This is just yeah. the Jeff Beck uh, era of class, but I don't want to say it on air just in case. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is an off air thing just in case, uh, just in case. So if anybody, but if anybody wants to know, you can contact me directly if you're listening to the show <laughs> and I will, I will tell you if I have the grace of Jeff Beck's uh, permission. <laughs> well, you piqued you my curiosity. It's very yeah. funny, but I, I don't know if I should say it on it. Well, I okay. well, we're not live. I mean, so it's the uh, it's the when you showed up uh, to class when you were <laughs> still a little drunk from oh, yes. before, where oh, you had yeah. a surprise. You had neighbors or somebody come over, and you weren't hungover. It was my brother-in-law. It was your brother. No, that's what it was. It was your yeah. brother-in-law. It was over. New Year's Eve. We had class on New Year's Day. Right. Yeah. And and you were like, I wasn't planning on doing this, but then it was like that. All of a sudden, he showed up, and we we're having a good time, and we just kept drinking, and all this stuff, and then. Like it, I, I, it was one of those things of like, where you like got there and you're like, hmm, 
I'm still a little, I'm still a little drunk. <laughs> I was in those, like, I was in the phases of like, you know, feeling like maybe I had too much to drink at yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like yeah. you, if so, you pace yourself enough, you can get to the point where you're like, man, I shouldn't have any more beer. It's 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the story goes, and Pat's exactly right, is that we had, you know, this past year for New Year's Eve, like the, the question was whether or not we were going to have class on New Year's Day because that was on a Monday. And uh, I think it was. was it, a, it, was a, it was, anyway, it fell on a 6 a.m. class day. And, uh, and I wasn't going to have 6 a.m. class. And then I was like, you know what? Everybody wants to have class and fuck it. We'll have class. No problem. So, you know, and I wasn't planning on getting like wasted on New Year's Eve. It's just really not my jam anyway. And uh, my brother-in-law, who is a, who's a, uh, a uh, who I love and is one of my drinking buddies, shows up at my house at like eight or nine o'clock at night. And then the next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and we're fucking whoops. <laughs> yeah, we're wasted. And uh, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get to bed because I got class in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't late. There was, like, it, was, I love it. Like, it was like it was professional. Yep. I was on time and, uh, and I showed up, but like a couple of times through like teaching technique, I was like, like, I gotta, I gotta wait. And then, and You're then re swallower. Yeah. I was like, I just need a couple of minutes, just like 30 seconds. <laughs> it was like De La Hiva. It was either De La Hiva, but it was, you were turning into De La Hiva. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst part about it was Chris. Because, uh, in, and for those of you guys that don't know, don't know Chris, Chris has been filling in for Galeno since he's about with his knee surgery and such, and uh, as my assistant instructor on this, and he just had absolutely zero mercy for me. So I was like, listen, you know, I, I think like I will sit out and rolling, and if, for those of you guys that know me, there's no such thing as sitting out on rolling, like I can't not roll. So... So even though I say I'm going to sit out, like the next thing you know, we're rolling because I can't help it. And he just, you know, he just beat the shit out of me. And then everybody following that beat the shit out of me. That's what you get. He started with the bang. <laughs> and, you, and I'll say you still didn't smell worse than Toby when he was eating all that garlic. Well, that's not good. <laughs> so, so we'll sprinkle a couple more of these in as we go along. We'll, we'll bring this segment back up in the future. Um, I'll wrap up with this one. And, uh, you know, there, there's something special about jujitsu family, right? Yeah, I was hoping you'd do this one because it's important. Go ahead. We, we are very uh, conscious of our, of our body, right? And so every year uh, for our anniversary, we send out a cryptic little message and, uh, and usually has something to do with, and there will be cake. Cake. <laughs> and so every year. Every year, I, you know, me or Beck or, you know, somebody, I think this year, um, uh, Holly picked it up, I think. Yeah. Um, because I, I couldn't get to it, but um, I wasn't sure I'd be home in time. I think I was on vacation coming back or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or at work. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, um, you know, I'll get like a, a picture of our class or, you know, our, our 6 a.m. logo or, you know, something to that effect. I'll get it printed on a cake and we'll bring it in never fails nobody eats any <laughs> everybody's always on a diet <laughs> or they're watching their weight or you know it's like some sort of some reason or it's six so, yeah we're gonna have to start making it mandatory i mean don't get on the mats until you take a bite of cake you gotta eat the cake eat it suckers <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe donuts or 
or or or nope, it's gotta be cake. It's gotta be cake. It's gotta be cake. It's gotta be whatever cake Galino gets. And here's the thing, every year I promise Brogan will show up and he has not yet showed up. But, <laughs> It'll you know, may, maybe one of these anniversaries will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, before we cut <laughs> off this segment though, I had to say like because what I thought you were gonna say was this is that one of the comments that we got, and I don't have it in front of me, but one of the comments we got was that, uh, was like their fondest memory is your Galeno, your enthusiasm for every class, like hooting and hollering starting at like between, between the hours of 5.45 a.m. and 6.15 a.m. is just complete pandemonium. You just don't have a guy that's more enthusiastic to be not only at the, at the gym, but just awake in general. And, uh, and usually when I see him, he's in the parking lot. He's been talking to his mom for the last half hour at like <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Ready to rock and roll. Always, 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 always kind, grateful, excited, like super thrilled to see you. Even if he hits your guts, he's thrilled to see you. And, uh, and like that's, that's family, though, man. That's the way it goes. Like, uh, and, you know, I'm not that guy. If you, uh, it, it, you know, I'd like to be more like that, but I'm just not. And, uh, you know, Galino's always been that guy. So I just thought, I thought that was the one you're going to say. But the cake is definitely a good one. But, yeah, for our, one of our fondest memories is, is uh, Galino basically freaks out every time he sees you. Like, like as though he's never seen you before or he hasn't seen you in years. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And this, this is the honest gut truth. When I show up to jiu-jitsu, I am so excited that a lot of times, by the time I get to the front door, so we've got – um, you know, probably 40 steps from like the bottom to get to the top door. And, you know, it's like two flights of steps. You've got to go up to get into the, yep. the main, main door. And I get about halfway and I start screaming. I can't help it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't. Uh, that's a trip, man. But I do. Yeah, I that's it. That's it. So if you're ever not going to show up, just realize you're breaking my heart. That's right. You're going to break his heart. And he's going to get angry. You don't want to see Galino when he's angry. I was looking forward to seeing you. I might even cry. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't ashamed. I might cry. That's when he goes, <laughs> He just makes sense. <laughs> 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 it's okay. I mean, listen. Let's roll. Let's do it. So, this brings us to an important part of the, the podcast at the end of this last episode, and that is... What's on your mind? On your mind. Yeah, what's on your mind, suckers? All right, Pat, you kick it off. Go ahead, Pat, we got something. Well, it's a very interesting one, and this is not not to make this whole episode about Toby, but I what's on my mind right now? Wrestling promos. <laughs> uh, for one of the other podcasts that I produce, uh, oh. Count Anywhere, uh, I we did a promo contest where we had listeners send in uh, a promo. We did a bracket where they did promos on each other. And you know, that. moves on to the next one, moves on to the next one. The episode should be coming out actually today on Patreon. Uh, the audio only is available anywhere. But uh, it made me it made me nostalgic because one guy nailed this Macho Man impression and was and had it his all his own original things. And it reminded me of all these old wrestling promos, some of the classic best ones. And speaking of woos, by the way, Ric Flair, yeah. you have uh, Hulk Hogan, you got Macho Man, you have some of the best promo guys in the world. It made me think, uh, if you could cut a promo, who, what would you cut a promo on? I personally would cut one on the uh, newly found murder hornets. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, Pat vs. Animal has been a very ongoing thing. 
And when in the before time when uh, stand up was still allowed, I was uh, I, I was doing a running bit where I would talk about fighting each animal, and I feel oh, like okay. the, mur- yeah. the murder hornet is now on that list, and I'm coming for you, brother. <laughs> brother, awesome. <laughs> but what would you cut? A, what would you cut a promo on? I don't know about for myself. You got one, Beck? I don't. Not off the top of my head. I, I, I do it. have one for Toby One Kenobi. Oh, okay. Which, which absolutely, that should be who he is. Come in with a hood and a shroud. Yeah. And and maybe even a lightsaber, man. I mean, I don't even this. We can get wild here, You're but dead. he can come in as Toby One Kenobi to some like dark music. Walk inside that ring and take off his hood mm-hmm. and say. You will lose this match. After you will. <laughs> Just some Jedi mind trick. You yeah, yeah. will lose this match. I, I feel like that's it made me nostalgic. It made me think about all the old all the old like superhero kind of like guys that you would watch like just beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, and and then once you you know get older and you start mature, you start seeing real people really beat the crap out of each other, and that's even more exciting. So. It just it just brought me back to a really cool place in my childhood of like of watching these like these guys just perform and it still gives me goosebumps like when when somebody does a because it's funny it was funny it's like when you realize like how much comedy was in it and how much actual performance was in it and, yeah. and production and everything it was like they were really great performers aside from just stunt men superhero you know right. roid heads you know what I mean like. So it there there's an elegant uh, like I, if you if you got time during the pandemic while, while it's you know hopefully hopefully things are starting to get back to normal for everybody you know to, to help ease you back in watch some Ric Flair promos <laughs> to add on to to Galena's promo for for Toby One Kenobi you guys remember like back in the day like there was no shame in having like something sponsored so I mean like you know if ET liked Reese's Pieces you ate Reese's Pieces like this was a promo whether you liked it or not like. But they didn't have any shame in it. Now they try and like, like kind of sneak it in or whatever. But if, but if Toby One Kenobi was was out on his promo, it would be sponsored by Wegman's Colby Jack Cheese. Because for those of you that don't know, this motherfucker at his, at his last fight, right, which was an in-house tournament, yeah. these matches, he's over there eating a whole block of Colby Jack Cheese in between matches. In fact, he was late to one of his matches because he was digesting a block of Colby Jack cheese. So <laughs> I'm gonna constipate myself, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> You're like, you want some toilet paper? He's like, no, no, I won't need it. Won't need it for a while, pal. Thank you very. You will much. not make me poop. <laughs> yeah, you will not make me poop. All right, Beck, what's on your mind, brother? Oh, that's an easy one, man. And that is the Queen Bee, Beyonce. Okay, so oh. let me tell you this. Listen, listen. If you don't listen, to Beyonce, and say that she's got the most powerful voice that's ever been on the face of this planet, fuck you. There you go. I didn't yeah. know Jeff was part of the Bayhive. Yeah, you're part of the Bayhive. I didn't know that. Uh, my, my. Uh, so now, listen. There, there is a little bit of history here. So maybe some of you guys know about this. Maybe some of you don't. Beyonce and I used to date. It was not a big deal. It was a couple of years ago before I met my wife. You know, it's not a big deal. Things didn't work out. She moved yeah. on to Jay-Z. I'm not bitter about it. I wish her the best and her and Jay to have a successful and happy life. Um, but there is like a personal connection here. When I listen to her music, I get a little nostalgic. How can you? Yeah, how couldn't you? 
You know? Listen, I traded up. That's all I'm saying. I got married oh, yeah. and I traded. Whoa, 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 whoa! She, she's a listener of this podcast. I know she is. She'll understand. She'll understand. Okay, okay. Another person. We're still friends. We're still friends. But uh, yeah, she knows how I, you feel, huh? She knows how you feel. She knows how I feel. That's right. I don't hide. I don't hide behind <laughs> my emotions or my feelings. I'm pretty transparent about these things. But I will say this: is that when uh, my kids really enjoy listening to Beyonce, and so does my wife and. And uh, we were doing a lot of your work listening to Beyonce today, and I was just like, wow, wow. Yeah. So anyway, Beyonce is on my mind right now. So, you know, I'm just shouting out to, to well, me, you know. Just because somebody's singing a line of Beyonce doesn't mean you were listening to it, right? Like, so just because your wife took the hedge trimmers and went, <laughs> Uh-oh, 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 <laughs> Right? Like, it's... It, uh, right. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, nice. So what's on your mind, Galino? Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a serious topic. Um, you know, for everybody out there who knows that, you know, my daughter has been, you know, struggling with some health issues and, and things like that. And... Um, so, you know, this, this week she goes back under the knife and so she's got a really big surgery coming up. Okay. Uh, it's, it's funny, um, how anxiety and fear and things creep in on you. And, you know, I think this, this COVID crisis has, um, clued a lot of people into what people go through, um, who are suffering with some sort of physical illness or mental illness or, you know, whatever is keeping them isolated, full of fear, dealing with anxiety, you know, those types of things. And, um, you know, so I don't think anybody out there at this point is ignorant of some of the things that, that you would feel leading up to something like this. It's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big time for introspection a big time to start lining up, um, you know, where you spend your time and your priorities and things like that. Right. When anytime, you know, someone goes into a situation like that, that, you know, it's, it's, it could be life threatening, you know, and, um, you know, and and I think I would leave all of our listeners with this, that, you know, the thing that's on my mind the most right now is um, appreciate your family, take the time, spend it with them, the family you have, your nuclear family, family you choose, people who, um, you know, you've been estranged to, or, you know, it's, it's funny how, you know, and you learn these things when, when you have like crises like that, um, life hangs just by a very thin thread and, and everything can change. And so, you know, what's on my mind is taking those that I love telling them. I've been very, uh, very upfront about, um, very proactive, I should say, about telling the people I love that I love them. Right. And that's something that I'm learning is that, you know, to let people know how you feel, um, even though it's hard, you know, even people that, you know, you might love that you don't want to tell that to right now. Right. Um, But it's helpful. And, uh, you know, so what's on my mind is to let you guys know I love you and all of our listeners out there. I love you too. And, um, you know, if you could say a prayer for us as we go into this week on Thursday, my daughter, um, she actually, uh, goes under the knife for a very long, very in-depth surgery. It's probably going to last most of the day. And that's how I'll be spending my birthday this year. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, so, uh, on, on the way out here, let's just say this, 
give your people a hug and tell them you love them. You got it, man. Yeah, and we love you too, Galino. And that was a great way to bring it home. Love you, buddy. Podcast. And uh, yeah, we've got your back, man. Always. You know, uh, the family you have and the family that you chose is here for you for sure. So we'll definitely right. do that. Thanks, guys. Well, hey, that's an episode. And here comes the shepherd's hook. Yeah. <laughs>